Well, um, let's switch gears into motherhood. So I asked you what one of your greatest challenge was in marriage. What is one of the greatest challenges for you in, in being a mom to these three girls? I mean, you're still mom. Yes, I am. Honestly, I feel like um, the Lord has just blessed me with awesome daughters. It has not been real challenging. Um, I kind of had, I learned this from my mom. I I just had this going into, you know, having children, this motto, uh, and as a teacher too, that I will always win. I am you know, I'm going to win. You're not going to win any kind of battle. And so when they're screaming in their, um, in their chair and won't let you put the seatbelt on is like, I'm going to win. I'm I'm mama bear. (laughs) Um, and, uh, and so my mom would pop my mouth if I talked back to her and, um, as a teenager, she spanked me because I smarted off to her. And I was like, I cannot believe my mom spanked me. I'm like 15 <laughs> years old. And, and, but I didn't talk back to her after that. So I really have had that, that mentality with the girls. Um, and I hear there's like a really confidence good. in your motherhood and that, yes. in that way, I think there's something that just, so I have, I feel like I have, um, a hand in both worlds. I grew up, my parents were pretty strict and mm-hmm. same thing. I would not dare talk back. Not that I was a perfect child and I don't have a, a naturally rebellious um, personality anyways, but um, there have been times with my own children that have been like, I've thought to myself and I probably even said it out loud a couple times that had I ever spoken that way, I, I'm afraid of what could have happened. Do you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Because now I have my hand in this other side of things where, where mothers have so much information and so much knowledge from very well-meaning people and some not very well-meaning people. And we are hyper aware of what the world thinks about parenting. Like, yes. um, you know, no more spanking. This is, mm-hmm. these are the negative things that can happen when you spank. Don't use these uh, specific keywords that feel like they should be positive words. Mm-hmm. So why is uh-huh. it a, why is it uh-huh. a keyword that I'm not supposed to use because it could make my child turn out this way? So much information. Yes, it can feel so overwhelming mm-hmm. and hard. Honestly, quite hard to feel confident mm-hmm. in your mothering. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Definitely. You can, there's so new I books coming out. There's mm-hmm. new studies coming out all the time, yeah. and you're like, oh my gosh, I've been doing it wrong all these years. Yes, or I'm going to do it wrong or whatever. Yes. So what challenges do you see mm-hmm. young mothers have now as they're trying mm-hmm. to just figure this thing mm-hmm. out? Um, number one is comparing. And I know that that was early on uh, a struggle for me. I remember a mom of maybe eight or 10 children gave me a book on parenting. Mm-hmm. And of course I'm thinking, does she feel like I'm not doing a good job? Has <laughs> she seen me, you know, with my children and is she questioning my parenting skills? Wait, so I me. Already... Someone gave me a book too. What does that mean? Ah, she also so, had like six or seven kids. Oh my goodness. So I was feeling insecure and, uh, reading the book and, and just feeling, uh, wait, what know, book was it? I don't remember. Okay. I cannot remember. I was going to giggle if it was the same. No, one. I don't remember. I'm sure it's a different book. <laughs> well, no, this book was a very, very old book. Oh, well it may have been, I don't I know. I forget yeah, it something it about, no, it was a very old book. It probably was the same book. I bet it was. Yes. So, um, 
So I, I will admit that, you know, I would, I would, um, struggle with comparing my parenting to others and maybe sometimes hyper aware of what they might be seeing me do, mm-hmm. whether that be to impress them that, yes, I'm, I'm an awesome mom or questioning what I was doing. And, um, I think, you know, the, that, that we, we can deal with this with anything, not just child rearing, but, but, but worrying what others are, are thinking of, of our teaching, of our leadership, of our speaking and, sure, and of our sure. raising our children. Um, I think that it's just important to, um, again, just keep going to the Lord and, and how, what that looks like. And, and in raising children in particular, I think, what I would struggle with at times is my own pride for the pride of my children. So mm-hmm. um, them being affirmed for being good students, that mattered to me. Mm-hmm. That would make me feel like I'm a good to teacher to my children. Mm-hmm. Um, how, of course, they behave for other people was very important to me. Um because of how that would make me look, mm. um, their success in the arts, because I'm a choir director, um, mattered to me. I wanted them to do really well and to have, uh, be chosen to, you know, perform and, and such, and to be applauded by other people. And so there were many times where I had to do a, a pride check. The Lord would have to convict me are you desiring this for your girls so that they'll get compliments? And, and is that bringing glory to me? Yeah. And so I would just say through the whole raising of, of children uh, that that I, I had to confess in mm-hmm. many different situations where I was wanting something for my children so that they would be elevated or noticed mm-hmm. and be praised. And, and maybe that would be feeding into my own pride yeah. instead of what can I train my children to do and to pursue that will glorify the Lord and honor him. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, am I trying to get them to get their own glory or, or, or even glory for me? Um, or glory for the Lord. And I think that when you parent um, with the perspective of wanting your children to fear the Lord and to, yeah. to desire Him, then of course you're praying for that. Mm-hmm. And the Lord hears that and and will work on their hearts. But I think parenting with the perspective of how can my children fear the Lord and love the Lord will... Um, completely navigate the way that you raise them. Absolutely. That's such a big deal. It just makes me think in our, in my own life, like I, I I'm only 11 years into this thing. So mm-hmm. I have so much more to learn. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think of two things whenever I hear you talk, I think of us just naturally being in Ecclesiastes right now and where he's just like, everything is vanity. Um, yes. isn't it so strange yes. how we can strive after all of these good things and yet our mm-hmm. motives can still be mm-hmm. a little bit skewed. Yeah. Right. Yes. Can, like you want to teach your children to have manners, yes. 
but then how, how we can skew things as a mom mm-hmm. and be like, oh, mm-hmm. but if they don't behave well, that's going to mm-hmm. reflect poorly on me. And that's going to be really mm-hmm. embarrassing. Mm-hmm. You know, so some of us have the one little boy that is the hitter or the biter at all the play dates. And the poor mom is like suffering and thinking, oh my gosh, what am I doing wrong? But the truth is the Lord, we have, we have birth or we have adopted, or we are raising mm-hmm. imperfect children mm-hmm. that the Bible tells mm-hmm. us that have mm-hmm. been sinful since mm-hmm. their mother's womb, since mm-hmm. our womb. And mm-hmm. Um, I can remember it was fairly recently we started, I mean, this was a couple years ago, but we started to, to hear from a teacher that one of our children was really struggling in school. And I think as a mom of children, especially young children, you can have a tendency to look ahead and fear all of these scary scenarios that are probably driven from true stories that we've heard Mm -hmm. about other Mm -hmm. people. And we can Mm -hmm. think, oh my gosh, Mm -hmm. how do I avoid that for my child? How do I make sure that my child doesn't have that path in their life? And we forget that God is working out all things for their good too. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I just like anyone else pray that my children would have a little bit of a boring testimony. Um, yes. you know what I mean? Yes, like, I do. Just give them a boring testimony <laughs> that they became Christians now and mm-hmm. followed the Lord mm-hmm. and never swayed. Mm-hmm. Um, but we began a couple years ago to get emails from one of my child's teachers saying that her behavior was really struggling in school. And it went from like, okay, you know, she was in for, well, I, I don't want to give her away, but, um, the emails went from where I'm a little bit concerned and this is challenging to, I'm really, really concerned. Okay. And my mama heart went to the worst case scenario, like mm-hmm. abuse or something, because the teacher was really freaking me out. But then over the course of a year and a half, it turns out that she actually was diagnosed with um, ADHD. Yes. And as a mom, that was both so sad for me because mm-hmm. I saw the way that she was struggling in school and I didn't want her to be that girl. Like I, know. I knew that um, she was feeling the weight of her behavior mm-hmm. and she was starting to feel defined by the behaviors that she was acting out of. Mm-hmm. And absolutely there were moments of insecurity, like people, you know, it's really easy for, for people to look at you and think you don't have control over your kid. They need more discipline. Right. That seems to right. always be the answer. Mm-hmm. If you just disciplined your child, they wouldn't mm-hmm. act that way. Mm-hmm. Um, but some of us have, ch- have children that have special needs yes. or unique needs or whatever. Mm-hmm. And that's not always, that's not always mm-hmm. the case. And mm-hmm. when they're little, you're still think you're still figuring things out. Mm-hmm. Um, and half the time it may not even be anything serious. It might just be a little boy that likes to hit sometimes and he's expressing himself. And that doesn't mean that he's going to have any terrible diagnosis, right. you know? Right. Um, but one of the sweet things that the Lord did for me in that season I had those normal mom feelings where I thought, what did I do to cause this? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, Long story short, I feel like this could be helpful for someone, but um, we gave, we had to give Hollis a lot of prescribed Benadryl when she was a little bitty baby because she had terrible allergies. She has seasonal allergies. She had food allergies. She was the baby that cried all day long. Um, And was just difficult to console. And, um, in, we didn't understand what was going on at that time. And so I have recently heard that there are studies that if you give your children Benadryl, that that could aid in ADHD. So as her mom, I had to walk through that and Mm -hmm. think, oh my gosh, did Mm -hmm. I cause this to happen? Mm -hmm. Mm Um, but one of the sweetest things that the Lord did in that season was that he, um, allowed me to speak 
blessing over her life Yay. and saying, you know, when she was struggling one day, just like, why, why am I this way? You know, as a little child, mm. finding her identity and her behavior mm. and feeling so bogged down by that, just being able to speak that blessing to her that to say, honey, this is what God is using in your life to show you that you have a need for him yes. and that he's with you yes. and he loves you yes. and having to turn her back over to the Lord mm-hmm. and give her back in a mm-hmm. sense and say, God, if mm-hmm. this is the thing that you're going to use to humble her and to cause her to cry out to you, then so be it. Yes. And to me, that is like the defining moment that we all have to come to yeah. as moms is yes. how do we, how do we turn our children back over to the Lord and say, mm-hmm. God, if this is how you are going to reveal yourself to them, yes. So be it. Because he will. And he that will. That's that's the answer to every problem we have is go to the Lord in it first. Have your children direct them to the Lord in it first. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Did you have any of those moments as a mom, whether in terms of like their salvation or I think salvation can be a big one sometimes, oh, but yeah. just walking with the Lord. Did you ever have those prayers for them like are they listening to you? Are, are they hearing from you? Yes. And for um, a good number of years, here's a specific incident. A good number of years, uh, our youngest daughter is a joyful, uh, just really even keel emotional girl. And, um, and, and she, in a Bible study setting, you know, is, is good to answer questions and to be involved. Um, but I, I haven't seen her hunger for the word. And, and I feel like her, her faith is deep in that she has a very childlike faith and trust mm, the Lord. Sweet. But, um, but when you ask her a question like, um, you know, define what it, what it's like to be saved, you yeah, know, how yeah. people come to know Christ. Which she, by the way, a lot of adults can't even answer I know, that. <laughs> I know. So she struggles with the language and stuff. So I've been praying for a, a few years, Lord, give, give this child more of a hunger for your word and an mm-hmm. understanding when she is in the word. And, um, oh, that's good. And so I've been praying that more consistently, um, in the past few years. And so one morning I was writing out, um, just prayer requests and I had written out a specific one, Lord, would you help this daughter to, um, hunger for your word? Mm -hmm. Literally she walked into my room a few minutes later and said, I just read this chapter in Romans and, and this is what I got out of it. Oh and I'm just like, Oh my goodness, Lord. you know, and, um, and, and what's neat about that is that, that her older sister is the one that really impacted her that week in particular, oh, um, so cool. girl, you need to get in the word. And, and so, um, and so just hearing that it's just like neat how the Lord answers again. He doesn't often does not answer very soon, but it's really neat when you pray something specific mm-hmm. and so quickly see that he is, he is hearing and to, that he is involving other people to impact oh, our children. Absolutely. I mean, our God is so big. He is so big. And, and so it's, it's neat to see how he is using, um, you know, paradox leaders and, uh, even, even, you know, sisters to influence each other. Yeah. That is so cool. That is one thing that gives me so much hope here. I just think about all of the different people that pour into my children mm-hmm. and, all we have to do is position them before 
other God-fearing people and the Lord is going to do his work. And I think about how we are raising these three little girls that have relationships with with God-fearing people within our church body. And I Mm -hmm. fully trust that he is using the influence of other people Mm -hmm. to pour into them and to show them more of his glory. And that brings me so much peace that we truly Mm -hmm. are not alone. We feel alone, but there are just certain practical things that we can do in Mm -hmm. life Mm -hmm. as Christians Mm -hmm. that, that show us that we're not alone. Yes. You know, yes. I love that. Mm -hmm. Um, well that leads me to talking about loving God's word I feel like something that a lot of women struggle with, I know I struggled with it, and even now in a new season of life, have to find a new rhythm. My my old rhythm isn't working like it used to in getting into God's mm-hmm. word. Mm-hmm. So is that something that you've always just been amazing at? No. Has it ever been a challenge? Absolutely not. What does it look like to pursue mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. Lord and his word through mm-hmm. the, our different seasons of life? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, it was very difficult to have alone time when, when I had children, the younger, it it even was not easy as they got older because then, you know, we're driving places together and rushing all the time, rushing. And, um, and so being interrupted, I mean, unless I could get up way earlier than anyone else in the family, Mm. it was hard to have a quiet time in the morning. And then I would not uh, do well to do quiet times in the evening. I, I also would be very distracted and typically working. So, um, so I was challenged to set aside time consistently, but, I, I would several days a week make, make some kind of effort to be in the word. And like I said, for a good number of years, it was just really focused on the Psalms. Mm -hmm. And, um, and I also enjoyed for a season using a simpler version of Bible and it was really refreshing. I used the new living translation, um, and, uh, it was it just like scripture that I had known and read, you know, in my childhood and such, which was more like the King James version, um, <laughs> really came alive. So uh, that helped me. But whenever I'm in the car alone, I don't turn on the radio. I don't listen to anything. I just spend time praying. And I think that was crucial yeah. for me is, is just, even though I didn't have a lot of time in the word was just taking every opportunity to be in prayer. And so there was a season of time when I was working, um, Oh, in a job where I didn't take my children anywhere. And it was about a 20 minute drive. And I just really enjoyed the 20 minutes there and back by myself, um, talking to the Lord. Yeah. And I've gotten to where I just kind of don't want anything on in my car. Mm. It's it's my talk time to the Lord. Yeah. And I, I know that he sustained me in that. Um, and then I had a, a dear friend that we challenged each other to try to read through the Bible in a year. It took us about three. But that is something I would encourage everybody to um to plan to do before you're in your 40s. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um because uh, just having someone, you know, accountability with one another and then sharing what you're reading together, 
um, was yeah. was so beneficial. And again, I, I wasn't in, I, I didn't read through the entire Bible until I was in my forties mm-hmm. and just gave me such a clear so picture of God's sovereign plan from yes. creation to, um, to revelations when we're going to be with him. And, Absolutely. um, and you see Jesus in the whole plan. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I used to think of the old Testament as, God, the judging God, and not really understanding yeah, him. Yeah, you got to keep going. <laughs> and I did, but then no, now, the but now I can read the Old Testament and understand that, yes, he does seem so much harsher and more of a judging God, but I also see how his pursuit, how his pursuit for his people was mm-hmm. and how forgiving and merciful and gracious he was in that. Yeah. And, um, and so I would encourage everybody to just make that decision to read yeah. through the Bible. If it, even if it takes you five years to just make that commitment. Absolutely. That's my, this is my little shameless plug for discipleship groups. Yes. I wish I wish that I, we had these when Mm -hmm. I had little tiny Mm -hmm. babies, like even now being committing to a discipleship group, it's hard. It's hard to make it happen. Mm -hmm. It's Mm -hmm. easier for me to read the Bible and not journal, but the journaling really helps me to like chew on obviously what God is saying and keeping Mm -hmm. it in context. Mm -hmm. It's so important. And then Mm -hmm. even remembering it, Mm -hmm. um, it's sort of my safety net having discipleship group now, because it is really easy to kind of let that go for a while. And like we were, you know, like we talk about, you don't drift towards God, you drift away from good things. Mm -hmm. And so it's just that being disciplined and Mm -hmm. growing in the Lord. Mm -hmm. And I think the biggest thing too, is to just to have patience for ourselves because God is so patient. He is not impatient with us and he really cares about the condition of our hearts. Mm -hmm. And so Mm -hmm. this is another area that I feel like we can get lost in pursuing that perfection that our quiet time or our reading time needs to be 45 minutes of perfect silence, of meditating and reading and praying, interceding, you know what I'm saying? And when Mm -hmm. it doesn't look that way, we Mm -hmm. think it's all a fail. Mm But I don't think that's true. I think God is pleased when we show up. Yes, always. You know, hundred percent of the time. And mm-hmm. I think He's so faithful. And that's mm-hmm. what I do now. I'll, I'll maybe I don't have the forty-five minutes in the morning like I did last year, mm-hmm. um, because we are just like you said, we're in a rush. We're going. We're and I'm trying to make it happen, but my body also needs more sleep now. It's yes. so much harder to yes. get up at five thirty for some reason. Uh-huh. Um, but what I do read. I try to look back on and pray that the Lord would help me to remember, like, what do you have mm-hmm. for me in mm-hmm. this? And how is this revealing your character to me? And just going throughout my day, moment yes. by moment, yes. walking with the Lord. And I think that's what it looks like to pursue God when we are busy, right? Even if we don't have kids, we are busy and um, our schedules are full. And so what does it actually look like to mm-hmm. walk with the Lord moment by moment. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I think that's more the posture of our heart towards God throughout the day than it is what we actually accomplish to a T. Yes. You know, so that would be my, that would be my advice to women who have little children is Mm -hmm. absolutely do the, like write down scripture on a card and put it in your car and whatever. And those are really good things, but also walk with the Lord throughout your day. Seek the Lord with all your heart. Don't lean on your own understanding and all your ways acknowledge him. And he will make your path straight. So just seek him, acknowledge him in the day. Yeah. He didn't say your paths won't be bumpy. No, not at all. He said, they'll be straight, Mm -hmm. (laughs) which is just seeking Mm -hmm. after him. Mm -hmm. That's so good. I know I think of, um, one of my favorite verses, and I don't know if you have a favorite 
motherhood verse, but one of my favorite ones that the Lord um, taught me when I had a little newborn baby that never stopped crying. Did you have any of those? Mm, Did you have any fussy no, kids? No, they were all pretty good sleepers. Sorry. Oh my sorry, gosh. Well, mothers mothers out there <laughs> who have children who were not sleepers, your girl Heather can absolutely identify with that. My children, I had one my youngest was my mercy child that slept through the night from the beginning. And literally it was God just being like, here, honey, it's been a rough few years, yes, you know, but yes, otherwise yes. I had very little sleep the first oh. six years of motherhood. Oh. Um, but my favorite verse that, and I think he does that whenever we're in difficult seasons, right? Like he, he will put scripture on our heart to memorize. And when you don't, when, when life isn't that hard, I don't want to say we don't need God. You do. But when life is hard and we're suffering, we need the Lord and yes. we are going to grasp yes. for anything. Yes. And one of those things we grasp and reach for should be his word his and word. scripture. Mm-hmm. And so I literally just said Deuteronomy 31.6 a million times a day. And it says, be strong and courageous. Do not fear or be in dread of them for it is the Lord, your God who goes with you and he will not leave you or forsake you. Amen. And what that verse spoke to, to me in that season of life was don't be afraid of the baby that's going to wake up an hour after you put her down. Mm. Don't be afraid of the toddler that is going to throw an all out fit while you deal with the other crying baby. Mm-hmm. Don't be in fear and don't be in dread because I go with you and I will yes. not leave you. Yes. And the sweetest thing about that time that by the way, was so, so difficult for me is that he grew me so much in my love for his word during that time because I needed it. And during that time, I wasn't sitting down for 45 minutes in the morning. No, I was just like literally clinging to the scripture that he put on my heart because Mm -hmm. I went searching for it because I needed hope. Yes. You know what I mean? Yes. So women out there, there is hope cling to scripture. That's right. If you're walking with him, he is pleased with you and he is not finished. And he promised to, he promises to be faithful and to show up and be with you, even in the little amounts that you feel like you can give Mm -hmm. back to him. Mm -hmm. He's Mm -hmm. pleased with that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That is so good. Mm -hmm. Did you have a favorite verse? I do. Um, several, but Philippians four, six, and seven is, is kind of a banner verse in my life. And, uh, over the years, different parts of it have impacted me more. Um, and so it's, um, in nothing be anxious, mm-hmm. but in everything through prayer and petition. Yeah. And here's the part that, that really started to sink in later with Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. Let oh, your requests, part. yes, it's a big part. Let your requests be made known to God and the peace of God, which surpasses understanding, will guard your heart and your thoughts, mm-hmm. not just your heart. Yeah. So that that His peace helps cover us in our heart, but also in our mind, which means physically, He can give peace to the body. Yeah. So um, that's really good. So we are bring everything to Him, our petitions and requests, but mm-hmm. also the part about having Thanksgiving is so important. And again, you see these, you see Thanksgiving in the Psalms so much that, that thanking the Lord takes our eyes off of the problem and places them on him. And then we're able to recall the ways he's been good because it's so easy for uh, literally an anthill to become a mountain yeah. in our lives because 
I know I just struggle to get my brain to stop thinking of the negative thoughts. And so when I practice thanking the Lord in those moments of tension and stress, it it just sets my eyes upon yeah. my big gracious God and it re- and he reminds me of his faithfulness in the past. And so anytime I'm really struggling, um, I first just confess that to the Lord. Mm-hmm. I bring my request to him, but I, I start just listing off in that day already the ways that God has shown his goodness. Yeah. And, um, and, and it's just amazing all the things that will, that he'll bring to my mind to thank him for and praise mm-hmm. him for. And I literally multiple times have just felt the stress removed from my body yeah. as I thank him. Which is so good. That's like, what it, what is the, what is the quote with ever, however many looks at yourself, look at Jesus more yes. kind of thing. Yes. Yes. Yeah. It's yes. Just, One look don't at th- self don't think of your... and then here's the other thing. Quickly look to Jesus yes. 10 times. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. I think that's so good. And I think it's so normal for us to be anxious about what tomorrow holds. And I think, I kind of think that my favorite verse and your favorite verse are pretty complimentary verses yeah, to not mm-hmm. fear or be in dread because God is mm-hmm. with you. And the same mm-hmm. thing, like be anxious over nothing. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. That is so good because we do have to remember God's goodness and his faithfulness. And we have to remember his character and how he hasn't left us um, and how he's not leaving our children or anything like that. And if yes. we don't meditate on God's character, then the fear and the worry can become crushing. Yes. There's because there's no hope in that. Yes, there isn't. There's no mm-hmm. hope. Mm-hmm. Um, that's really good. Is there okay, so I feel like I want to know from you, how do you practice hearing from God? Do you spend like now that your kids are a little bit older and you have a little bit more quiet time, but you're still busy, obviously. Do you just sit quietly before the Lord? Do you have a prayer that you consistently pray to hear from the Lord? How do you practice hearing from God? Okay. Well, first, I really struggle to sit quiet and listen. And there have been some times when the Lord has clearly spoken to me and I've heard it. I would say that probably 99% of the time, it's when I'm in the word that the Lord speaks to me. Mm. And... um, and so I, I thank him that I'm in a season of life that has significantly slowed down. To be honest, the pandemic has been a year and a half of God's rest upon my life. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so I've been able to be in the word so much more in the past year and a half than ever in my life. And, and so I, I feel that, um, in my quiet times, the, the mornings where I have l- less of, of a time constraint, that the Lord speaks to me in his word. And sometimes that's conviction. A lot of times it's conviction. Um, but it's it's also, he'll, he'll, he'll just bring to mind as I'm reading scripture, my children or a student that I taught years ago will come to my brain or the women in my discipleship group or people in my um, uh, in our, uh, our, um, city group. And, and then I'll, I'll end up praying over them in, in the way that the Lord guides me through his word. Um, and so I, I just end in memory, memory of scripture. Yeah. The Lord will 
um, bring to mind people to pray for. Mm-hmm. Um, so there have been a few times though, when he has just really spoken clearly to me and it would always be in prayer. Yeah. Usually in those moments where I'm crying out to God, either out loud. And I, I, I would say that, that my, my prayers are sweeter when I can talk to him out loud. Mm-hmm. There's just something about that. It's like the enemy has to flee when we are out loud praying to the Lord. And so that's another reason why I like to be, um, have the radio off and, and, and have silence in my car. Cause I like to talk out loud to the (laughs) Lord. And, uh, fortunately now when someone pulls up beside you, if they see that, they They just just think think you're, you're you know, with somebody. (laughs) Uh, yeah. So, um, um, but, um, even reading scripture out loud, quoting scripture out loud is such a powerful way to fight off the, the enemy and the lies yeah. that, um, that he, he's always trying to give. So, yes, um, that's so, true. so I, scripture, I really feel like prayers and scripture is, is the, the, the largest way that the Lord has spoken to me. Yeah, absolutely. Which I obviously agree with you. And I can only think from, I'm like, I feel like we would be remiss to be speaking of, um, seasons of life. If we we didn't also talk about the times when we don't want to read God's word, when we Mm -hmm. don't want to pray, um, because, for some of us, that's a very real thing. Like mm-hmm. some, some of us, there's seasons of doubt yeah. that we have oh, yeah, for sure. Um, that that's very real. And mm-hmm. so I'm thinking of, you know, the listener that might be listening now that's like, okay, these two women are sold out for Jesus and mm-hmm. they're talking about scripture, but like, I don't really want to, I don't really want to read. I think that's a good point. I don't really trust sure. the Lord. Mm-hmm. I don't, I've, I've spent a lot of time praying and he, he hasn't changed my yeah. husband. Yep. I've spent a lot of praying yep. and he hasn't healed my child. Um, or he's answered different than oh, I've been right. praying. And, mm-hmm. and maybe they're in just a place of total disappointment yes, of yes, their circumstances yes. and the way that God is showing up. Because like you said, sometimes he will answer right away and sometimes he doesn't. Mm-hmm. Sometimes mm-hmm. we were in the wilderness roaming mm-hmm. around for a very long time. And even though he promises to be with us in that wilderness, we have our own sin yes. that causes us not to feel yes. that he's near. And mm-hmm. we have the attacks of the enemy that can exactly. cause us to just our, our, the way that we view the Lord can be muddled sometimes. Exactly. And man, the the enemy wants us to believe that God does not hear and care and yeah. doesn't listen. So mm-hmm. what would you say to that woman that's in that season of doubt or in the season of just feeling a little apathetic and she is not feeling sold out for Jesus right now? Mm-hmm. How would you encourage mm-hmm. her? First, I would say God is still there, but I know sometimes that's even hard to hear in that situation. Yeah. Um but uh, I would encourage anyone in that situation to um, to, to 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 go ahead and just cry out to the Lord in mm-hmm. your anger, in your distrust. And um, I sometimes I think we have to have this like blow up moment at God, yeah, and and just yell at Him, even if it's cussing. <laughs> he can handle that. And, and just to, to just, he knows, our let it all get out. Yeah. If as wrong as it might be, um, that he, he kind of almost needs us to come to that point when we have, when we have believed the lie that he doesn't mm-hmm. hear and he doesn't care and he doesn't answer. Um, and that it's in that moment that, that we release all of our anger. It's like he, 
is that gracious dad that in spite of the things we're spewing will pull us in Mm -hmm. and let us feel his heartbeat. And then, and then typically when I've had those kinds of moments is when I just, I'm broken yeah, and I'm humbled and, and I, I, I then see my own sin yeah, and often it's, it's, it's that that's keeping me from experiencing the Lord. Um, my eyes become blind and mm. I don't see him and it's not cause he's not there, but, but there's something in my heart and, and that's keeping me from seeing him. Yeah. But, but again, he's so gracious to meet us in that yes. and not strike us with lightning. Right. He never will. I mean, he will never, ever, when we, when we come to him, no matter how wrong our efforts might be and our words might be, he will meet us in he that will. and pour out his grace and, um, and expose the sin that's, that's made us feel distant. And, um, and then there's a verse that, that I've really appreciated in, in, most recent years that God is working in you or in us both to give us the will and the desire to do what pleases him. And so when we have those blow up moments to God, I believe he's actually letting us kind of crumble to where we come to that place. He's willing in us to come to that place of being broken before him. Mm -hmm. And he hears us out. And then he opens our eyes, unveils them to mm-hmm. see where we're sinning. And then he even draws us to confess. Yeah, his kindness. And his kindness, yes. Um, and and then in those kinds of prayers, inevitably, um, you he just washes the sin away and pours out his grace and mercy. So I would just encourage anyone that feels distant from the Lord, um, to, to even, even if your attempts to pray, um, are just seem shallow, keep doing that. And, and maybe you just need to have a breakdown moment before the Lord and just, he knows your heart. So go ahead and just unleash it Yeah, and let him cover you with this grace and, and open your eyes to see him. He, I, I can just guarantee because of, of so many of these experiences that he will reveal himself. Absolutely. I believe that. I think sometimes we can forget the power of the Lord yeah. and we forget the same power that saved us, rose Jesus from the dead is in us. And I think that we can wait expectantly, expectantly on the Lord, knowing that that doubt will not last forever. Yes. And I think yes. what I've seen in my own life, it took me, 36 years before I ever went through a season of doubt before the Lord. And it was after our miscarriage. And my doubting was not that he was real. Right. Um, my doubting was that he was present mm-hmm. um, and that he cared. Yes. Probably. Yes. And, and it wasn't just one prayer for me of crying out. No. It was a lot of crying mm-hmm. out. Mm-hmm. And what was so cool about that time is that God taught me how to be honest with him about my feelings. I didn't realize up until that point how much I played the good girl, good girl role before Mm -hmm. the Lord that Mm -hmm. was like, don't ruffle anyone's feathers. You know, you're not supposed to be disobedient or you're not supposed to question God. Like, who Mm -hmm. are you? Mm -hmm. It was a false humility that was in my heart that I didn't even know that was there. Mm -hmm. And until he brought me to the end of myself of experiencing enough suffering 
to where I would say, where were you? Why did you make me feel alone? Why Mm -hmm. weren't you with me? And why do you feel gone now? Mm -hmm. He used that to show me that I could be honest with him Yes, and that he could let me fall, but he wasn't going to let me slip through his hand. And it was just such a beautiful, very, very challenging time. I mean, Mm -hmm. it was probably a good solid year, maybe two that I was walking in that season of Mm -hmm. doubt of just wrestling, um, wrestling with the Lord over his nearness and what I was walking through. And obviously there was a lot of spiritual warfare mixed into that, my own sin mixed into that. But one of the things I would encourage our women when they're in a season of doubt, um, or feeling like apathetic, like they just don't, eh, I don't really want to seek the Lord. I'm not Mm -hmm. really feeling it. Um, Sunday mornings are boring and bland and I don't really want to be in community and I don't understand when I read God's word and I don't feel anything when I worship. Like these are all things that Mm -hmm. I've experienced that I've Mm -hmm. heard heard other women experience. Mm -hmm. And I think what a Christian does in those times is that we continue to show up. We continue to Mm -hmm. position ourselves before the Lord Mm -hmm. and practice those um, spiritual disciplines, whether we want to or not. Yes. Because we want to believe Mm-hmm. that God is who he says he is. Yes. Like there's yes. no other choice. Right. Do you know what I mean? Right. Like there literally is no hope outside of Jesus. That's right. So show up and read his word. Mm-hmm. And I mm-hmm. spent that season a lot of time in the book of Psalms and mm-hmm. Job and mm-hmm. Lamentations. Yes. And God used all of that and all of their prayers and all of their cries that were oftentimes my own to soften my heart and show yes. me that you just have to show up sometimes and he mm-hmm. will honor that mm-hmm. in you. Mm-hmm. You know, he mm-hmm. will deliver. He is a God of deliverance. Amen. He will not leave you in your mm-hmm. season of doubt. Mm-hmm. It may mm-hmm. last longer than you want it to, mm-hmm. but he won't leave you there. That's right. And I think the other important thing would be to like not walk that road alone. Tell yes. someone, yes. you know, as Christians, we can be like, well, I'm not really supposed to doubt. Some of us are super confident in sharing that. I think it's great. Some of us withhold it. Mm-hmm. I wasn't great at sharing it because there was a little part of me that felt ashamed. Like I wasn't supposed to feel mm-hmm. that way. Mm-hmm. Um, I was also just navigating, processing everything. So I don't even know if I had the words to say that at mm-hmm. that, at that moment, um, to community. But I think that's so important too, knowing that our spiritual walk doesn't have to just consist of, of me and God. There are other people that are a part of that. That's mm-hmm. being the body. We mm-hmm. have to allow the body to do its work in our life too. That's we're not right. just a part of the body. We are also served by the body. And That's so right. one of those ways we're served by the body is by confessing mm-hmm. when we're doubting, mm-hmm. when we mm-hmm. feel like the Lord is far and mm-hmm. asking others to come with us in prayer, to take mm-hmm. us to prayer. Do you know what I'm saying? Yes, yes, yes. The Lord re- reveals his care and love for us through one another. Yep in such significant ways. Um, I do want to point out that there are some things in my life though, that I only brought to the Lord and probably will ever only bring to mm-hmm. him and that he is sufficient to, to yeah. meet me in that. I don't, I don't so, and, and I say that just because, um, I just want any listener to to be assured that it's it's okay if you don't feel to go to somebody um, for counseling or for uh, even you know wise counsel, as long as you're going to the Lord in it because He will He will provide what you need. We're told you know if you ask for wisdom, He'll give it in abundance. And there are certain things in my life where. Um, he was sufficient 
mm-hmm. he alone to know what my needs were. And, um, and, and I, I'm saying that because I, I tend to be that person that is, I, sometimes it's out of pride. Um, and sometimes it's just maybe out of trusting that the Lord is sufficient for me to go to for strength and for wisdom and direction. Um, but sometimes I know my pride would keep me from opening up maybe to another group of women, um, or, or somebody, anybody. Um, so, um, so just kind of to put that in a capsule, it's like Christ is enough for everything, but he has given others, the body mm-hmm. to, um, to also show his love and yeah. care and provision and give direction too. So we need one another, but it's okay if there are certain things that you just bring to the Lord. Yeah. And I think one of those, just to loop back around and, and get close to closing us out, I think one of those things that, um, one of those ways that we can have wisdom and what we share would be in, in terms of our marriage. Mm-hmm. And absolutely. If the house is on fire, then someone needs to know, you know, you don't want to, you don't want to wait till it's too late. No. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But if we're talking about your average marriage that has struggles, I, I like to think about, there are some things like you don't want to confess your spouse's sin right. for him, mm-hmm. you mm-hmm. know, you to other people publicly. We want to be really careful about yes. some of the things that we share mm-hmm. and be able to make sure that we're still honoring and respecting. Exactly. That's one of those things. Same thing with kids. We want to be careful not Mm -hmm. to confess their sin to other people because it's theirs. Mm -hmm. Um, So I can think of of several instances that that is fruitful to just be able to go to the Lord Mm -hmm. and guard those relationships. Mm -hmm. But I would say for me, I think, you know, what is scripture? I'm so bad. Talk about memorizing scripture. I know a lot of scripture, but the address, I'm terrible. I'm with you, girl. Um, just walking in the light as he is in the light and we will have fellowship with one another, mm-hmm. you know, being mm-hmm. able to be humble and vulnerable and honest about where we're at and knowing that the Lord will use the gifts that he's given other people to serve us as well. But yes. doing that with wisdom mm-hmm. first, you know, wisdom is the beginning of knowledge. It's Amen. a big deal. The Bible makes a really big deal about wisdom and yes. definitely before we are in community, we need to have, you know, confessing things. We need mm-hmm. to have a lot of wisdom around mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like that's a podcast for a whole other it day. Is. It is. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, well, Sarah, I've just enjoyed our conversation so much. I know that there's so much more that we could touch on um, that I, I wish we could. I feel like we need to have like a three-part, you know, let's discuss <laughs> all of all of the things of the world and all the seasons of life. I would love it. Um, but before we close, one of the things that I like to ask all of my guests is this. Um, what three things are giving you life right now? God's word, some slower mornings each week. Yes. A Monday that is mostly my Sabbath. Yeah. And this is the first time in years I've had a day where I have strategically not allowed things to, to be scheduled until late in the afternoon or the evening. And I am really seeing the fruit of that, having that time of rest. So Mm -hmm. other people are experiencing COVID as quite a hindrance and Mm -hmm. COVID life is giving you life. It has. It has. (laughs) I don't think you're alone in that either. (laughs) Well, thanks again. And I hope to get to have you in the studio again sometime soon. Thank you. It was a pleasure. Hey guys, thanks so much for listening in today. I hope something resonated with you. 
we talked about a couple of powerful verses. Deuteronomy 31.6, don't fear or be in dread because God is with you. And Philippians 4.6-7, do not be anxious over anything and with thanksgiving, pray. Okay, friend to friend, woman to woman, I want to take a minute to ask you some questions. What area of your life do you need to be strong and courageous? What do you dread? What do you fear? What is causing you anxiety? Are you continuing to pursue God in your frustrating season, whatever it is? Or have you grown distant from those daily rhythms? Take a minute today or this week and let's get really honest with ourselves and with God over these things. And maybe then share what's going on in your heart with a trusted friend. Also, I want to let you guys know about our women's gathering that's coming up on February 26th, starting at 9 a.m. We really hope to see you guys there because we're actually going to be discussing seasons of life. So it's going to fit right along in with this podcast episode. Um, And as always, please feel free to email us at women at theparadoxchurch.com with any questions and any feedback you might have. You guys have a great day.